0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus, as they were coming down the mountain. He ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. How do people connect with God? How do people connect with the divine? Uh, a lot of people in a lot of different cultures across uh, time and around the world have tried to answer that question, and there's been all kinds of ways that people have come up with to try to connect with the divine. Uh, some people have offered sacrifices. Others have talked about going and being alone in nature. Um, others have emphasized the importance of what the divine might say to you while you sleep in your dreams. And that, that is the way through the dream world. Others might talk about studying some sacred text or scripture and saying through the study of that is a way to connect the divine. And, and on and on and on. Right? There's so many ways that people have tried to answer that question. How are we going to get in touch with the divine. God gave the Jewish people kind of three ways that we see in Scripture to connect with God. Three principal ways. Uh, One of those ways we can see from a passage in Exodus chapter 24. In this passage, uh, Moses has received the law, the commandments from God, and now has presented them to the people, and the people all hear Moses read these laws, and the people respond, oh, "That sounds great. We're going to follow these commandments. We're going to do what God asks us to do." And then later on in the chapter, in verses nine and ten, this is what it says: Then Moses and Aaron and Nabab and Abihu and seventy of the elders of Israel went up, and they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement of sapphire stone like the very heaven for clearness. God did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. Also they beheld God and they ate and drank. So the people, they've received the law and then the leaders of Israel, they get to go up and they have this experience there on the mountain with God where they eat and they drink with God and they behold God and they're close and near to God. So one of the chief and principal ways that the people had to connect with God was through the law through the commandments and so people said we're going to keep the law we're going to study the law and doing this we can know God and be in relationship with God another way that shows up appears and that we can see an example of is in first kings chapter eight there God provides another means and way for the people to connect with God here in first Kings chapter eight uh King Solomon has, uh, they, and the people have been working mightily to build the temple for God in Jerusalem on the mountaintop there, and they have this dedication ceremony and a worship service, and all the people gather together, and they kind of open the doors to the temple, and they're going to begin to use the temple, and there in verses 10 and 11 gives us a, des- a small description about what happens there. And when the priests came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. There in the dedication of the temple, God shows up to be with the people in the form of this cloud, and God's presence is there. And then from that day forward, the people can know if we want to be with God, we can go to the temple, and God will be there and we can meet with God and offer our sacrifices, and we can know God. So, the law is provided, the temple is provided so that people can know God, and then a final third way that we see an example of appears in our reading this morning from 2 Kings. Here in this chapter, uh, we have the prophet Elijah, and this is getting time kind of towards the end of his ministry and the end of his life, and, and Elijah in our reading gets taken up to be with God in heaven by these flaming chariots. But Elijah's been performing an important role as a prophet for the people, as a holy person there for the people. If people want to know what God thinks about a subject or a matter, they can go and talk to Elijah the prophet, and Elijah can tell them, hey, here's what God thinks on this matter. Here's what you need to know. This is what, import, what important information it is. And now as Elijah's departing, he's, got, he's recruited someone to kind of take his place, Elisha. And Elisha asked Elijah, Elijah before Elijah goes up to be with God in heaven. Elisha asked him for a double portion of his spirit. Elisha says, As you're leaving, I want to make sure there's still somebody here who has this relationship with God, who can commune with the people, who can be this intermediary between the people and God, so that the people aren't distant from God. And so as Elijah goes up, Elisha receives that spirit and it is now a prophet for the people and can go and enter be the intermediary. So the prophet is another way for people to connect with God. So we kind of have these three ways that the Jewish people had. They had the law, the temple, and the prophets, and this is how they could connect with God. Now, keep that in mind as we take a look at our reading from Mark this morning and what Mark might be trying to tell us from this reading. Um, At this point in Jesus' ministry, he's already uh, here by the time we get to the middle of Mark's gospel. uh, Jesus has been with the disciples for a little while. He's been doing lots of mighty works. He's been going around teaching, telling people that God's kingdom has come near. He's been healing folks. He's been casting out demons. He's been feeding thousands of people with a little bit of food. Uh, He's been calming the storms. He's been doing miraculous things, and the disciples have bore witness to this as they've traveled with Jesus. And now here in chapter 9 of Mark's gospel, Jesus takes a few of the, those disciples, James and Peter and John, and they head up on the mountaintop. And there they get to behold another miraculous sign. Jesus becomes glowing white. He's dazzling, right? Uh, the, the text talks about that it's, it, he's so, it's whiter than any kind of launderer could make, make him, right? That's how glowing white, sparkling, and brilliant he appears. And while he's glowing this way, we have Moses shows up and Elijah shows up and they all have a conversation. Jesus and Moses and Elijah are there communing with one another. And in the midst of that, then this cloud descends upon the mountain. And there from the cloud, a voice comes out, says, this is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. One of the things I think Mark's gospel is trying to tell us with this story is that those three primary ways that the Jewish people had to connect with God, the temple, the law, and the prophets, that are all present there on that mountain, right? Moses representing the law, Elijah representing the prophetic tradition, God appearing in a cloud represents the temple, that's where God's presence is, is there in that cloud. That all three of those ways of connecting with God are now pointing to Jesus. They're all pointing to Jesus now. Mark is trying to tell us, if you want to know God, look at Jesus. Jesus has been given to you so that you can know God, that you can be with God. For us today, we can rejoice. We can be thankful that God has made known to us in Jesus. We don't have to wonder or be confused or guess at how we can connect with God. God has said to us, we can know God through Jesus. And by coming to Jesus, we can have a relationship with God. This is what Jesus has provided for us through his life, death, and resurrection. And so, beloved, today, today, rejoice, be thankful, be thankful that you can know God because of Jesus. And hold on to that. And remember, if you're ever wondering, how can I find out who God is or where God is or connect with God, just turn to Jesus. Jesus is ready to receive you and be in relationship with you, and you can know God through Jesus.